Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. Talk about songs. Talk about songs. We sure do. Hello, everybody. I am Sarah D. Bunting, the co-host of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. The Mark in that equation is Mark Blankenship. Hello, Mark. Hey there, Sarah B. Okay, here's what we're doing today. Uh, A few weeks back, Mark suggested that he do a single about the top songs of 2017 because he thought that was something that I was not necessarily interested in doing or inclined to do. And I said, you know, you're right about that because my depth of knowledge is, you know, a puddle when it comes to current songs. But what if we did that as a regular episode and hopped in our time machine and ranked the top songs of 1967? So that's what we're doing. We are ranking in the next two episodes our top 10 songs of both 2017 and 1967 marks on the present day. I'm uh, Grandpa Bunsey is on the past tip. We'll definitely be discussing every song. Today we're doing 10 through 6. And we should also note that these are our top 10 songs, not necessarily what was indicated by the Billboard charts or, you know, uh, other people. We're doing our own thing like JVC Force. Uh, I, I think that's all the administrative stuff. Oh, wait, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you can hear about our, uh, the rest of our top 20 songs, 20 through 11. Uh, if you are a Patreon subscriber, that will be available to you. And if you're not, and you want to hear those, consider donating at our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash mastass. Mark, do you have anything to add about our crazy process today before we start we'll just add that patreon subscribers also get to participate in fun and random polls that we use that that uh contribute to the content of our episodes including this one because we did put up a poll for the patrons to we listed the actual top 10 songs of 1967 according to billboard again not necessarily the songs that sarah chose in her subjective list but the actual top 10 that billboard stated for the year and we asked the patrons to vote and tell us which of the actual billboard top 10 songs from 67 were their favorite if you just heard a loud crash that was one of my billboard chart books falling to the floor it doesn't matter <laughs> so here are the 10 songs that were the actual top 10 for the year Lulu to Sir with Love, The Box Tops the Letter, Bobby Gentry, Ode to Billy Joe, Victor and Master 62, The Association, Wendy, The Monkeys, I'm a Believer, The Doors, Light My Fire, Frank and Nancy Sinatra, Not Something Stupid, The Turtles, Happy Together, The Young Rascals, Groovin', and Frankie Valley, Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. Of those 10 songs, the Patreon patrons selected, drumroll, The Turtles, Happy Together as their favorite song from that batch from 1967. So now as either a reward or as punishment, you decide. Sarah and I are going to sing a portion of the Turtles Happy Together just for you. Sarah, are you ready? Um, not really, because I don't even know which portion we're singing. And also, I... <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm just going to... I'll just start. For all my life. I keep thinking something to body but you. Ba, ba, Imagine ba, ba. me and you. 
and you and me so happy together here's the thing we will not get sued for that because it in no way approximates the actual song no it sure doesn't (laughs) it's also the only time you're going to hear it because i hate that song but i am so happy to be together with you guys listeners variety is the spice of chart things uh, and last thing we to say before we get started, Sarah, I just think it's a brilliant idea that you had to toss in a subjective top 10 from 50 years ago to join the subjective top 10 of now. So, uh, Well, I, I am happy that these ideas are together. And thank you for being so uh, open to my muscling in with um, some shit from the Paisley era. Oh my god, it makes it so much more fun. It makes it so much more fun. I hope so. Uh, so who's going to start with their with their number 10 song? Uh, I think that you should start. Okay. Um, well, I was made to love her by Stevie wonder is my number 10 song. I did not clip. Uh, I did not clip anything from this. Um, there's just something about this era of Stevie wonder that is just like joy. Like it just brings me back to the past and my childhood in ways that are not even bittersweet. They're just sweet. Um, Mm. the vocal is a little shouty. The construction is a little simplistic. Uh, I may be giving this a higher placement because it reminds me of other work like, uh, Sherry Amore, but the rhythm line is great. The horns are great. Even if you don't think it's a brilliant song, uh, he gets in and out of it fast. Ha ha. That's what she said. Uh, so you know oh wait i have a clip for that um yeah it's just like it's it's my favorite stevie wonder uh there's not a lot of stevie wonder i don't i don't like but um yeah this is just a this is just a classic and um greater than the some of its parts i would say well i think this song is also spectacular it makes me feel good i honestly what a high compliment. Every time this song comes on, I'm in a better mood. Like, yes. Thank you, Stevie. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's it does its job. It does its job. Absolutely. All right. So to just give you a little bit more of our insane process, for my top 10, I decided that I was exempting any song that we have already discussed on the podcast in either a regular episode or a special episode in which I talk about songs that you need. You can find all of those songs in our main list of episodes, the songs that you need are two special singles. And then, of course, songs like Stay by Zed and Alessia Cara or Glow by Todd Call and RuPaul are featured in regular episodes throughout the year. So in the interest of keeping myself sane, I took those off the list because I wanted to celebrate music we haven't already discussed. And I decided that I would not allow any artist to be repeated in my entire top 40. Again, just to keep things more interesting. All of that said, that is what brings us to number 10 on my list. And I've clipped every song on my countdown because I feel like a lot of these are going to be songs you might not know, and I want you to be able to hear them. Uh, The first song is by the band First Aid Kit. Now, they are a Scandinavian sister act of folk rock singers. And typically, their songs are awesome, but also sort of gentle. However, earlier this year, way back in March, they released a song that is a furious screed against men who take advantage of women and it is the most prescient song of 2017 because it was released months before all of the stuff started happening with the 
accusation and exposure of harassers in various parts of the world. So this is a song that to me sounds like the anthem we need right now. It is a remarkably strong 180 from the typical first aid kit sound, but I still love it. It is called You Are the Problem Here. Sometimes I feel like there's a lot to be said for ambiguity, but sometimes you just need a song that is on the nose. I hope you fucking suffer, they say. And that to me just makes me just get pumped. What did you think? Um, I thought, you know, you're saying that they're a Scandinavian band actually like um, kind of checks off my one issue, which is that the lyrics are a little inelegant a little obvious, but they're perfectly of the moment. Uh, this is definitely controlled fury. Um, that little like zinger at the end there saying that I hope you fucking suffer is great. Um, yeah, this, uh, I feel like this song could have been maybe a little shorter, but it's, it's great. Made me think for sure. And I will say big ups to John Ramos, uh, friend of the podcast and friend of ours in real life, because he actually requested a different first aid kit song for us to discuss. And that reminded me how much I like them because I lost track of them after their first album. He got me back into them, which is the reason I even heard the song in the first place. And now it's my number 10 for the whole year. Thank you, John Ramos. So, Sarah, what is number nine on your countdown? To my surprise, despite the fact that uh, this definitely got Forrest Gumped by the Forrest Gump of the late 80s in terms of uh, throttling us with vintage soundtrack hits, the Born on the Fourth of July soundtrack, um, Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison is my number nine. Um, this was sung to me as it was to 70% of the female identifying population <laughs> in this age range many, many times by family and friends. I never minded. Uh, this is not my favorite Van Morrison. That would be Glad Tidings from New York, which I considered making my processional at my wedding. Decided not to, and I still regret it a little bit. But um, Morrison has such an inviting voice. It just begs you to sing along. Uh, again, I am surprised this one ended up this high for me, but it is a classic for a reason. And I would like to just point out, longtime listeners, for Sarah to say, for you to say, Sarah, that you don't mind when someone sings a song at you, that's a big deal because we all remember the story of Starship. So this that speaks as about as well of the song as anything ever could, I would say. <laughs> I know that's right. Uh, what have you got at number nine? Unless you have anything to add about Van Morrison. 
I don't really have anything brilliant to say other than that song is awesome. I mean, it's okay. like so much a part of the fabric of my life that I don't even know what else. What do you say about it at exactly. this point? Um, number nine for me is the song, a song called Dream On by Scottish singer-songwriter Amy McDonald. Not a remake of the Aerosmith Dream On, but in fact, a different song. So let's hear a clip. I mean this as the highest compliment when I say that I can so imagine dancing around to this song at the Lilith Fair. (laughs) (laughs) This hits my sweet spot for a female singer-songwriter song. I I always want one, and this was my favorite of the year. I was just kind of eh on this one. Perfectly pleasant, but it seemed kind of standard and it like it reminded me of something, but I couldn't even think I couldn't even narrow down what it reminded me of. Um, I'm happy you're happy. <laughs> Great. I just I love her. I love her voice. And uh if you liked this song, listeners, Amy McDonald is worth tracking down. Uh she has so many other great songs, including one called Slow It Down from a few years ago that I would heartily, heartily recommend. Uh Sarah why don't you tell us what your very obscure number eight song uh, yeah, is? Yeah, this is uh, this is digging <laughs> deep. Not really. Let's just go into the clip. In this clip, you actually hear the Beatles and John Lennon in particular, maybe approaching having a little fun with their work. (laughs) Uh, This is the beginning of that long ending sing along at the end of the song, which is self-indulgent and has those like chaotic strings and John singing a bar of yesterday. And this is not the best song on the album or even close, in my opinion. Uh, but it's not surprising that this very sunny and not as challenging track is uh, the one that charted. And um, you can't beat those horns. Like this is, I would say like both very typical Beatles and not typical Beatles. And uh, you know, the sentiment is cheesy, but I just love this song. I go back a long way with it. Uh, And like Penny Lane further down in my top 20, uh, I almost can't even uh, like relate to it as a song separate from, you know, growing up and listening to literally the LP on my parents' living room floor. So that's my number eight. Similarly, I can't divorce myself from my immediate feelings of rage. When I hear this song, I can't stand it. I never want to think about it. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's fine. My my antipathy toward the Beatles is not a joke, y'all. I just can't. Oh, God, I just can't. Well, it's over. But it's over now. I'm glad that you and 
quite frankly, perhaps a billion other people on the planet really like them. So they don't need me. They're going to be fine. No, they don't. <laughs> um, so number eight for me this year is a song by Kelly Clarkson. It is a track from her new album, Meaning of Life. And there is another song of that from that album that's featured in one of my new songs you need uh, singles from earlier in the year. But this is the song that I love the most on that album. It is a sassy, brassy uh, song called Heat. And here is a clip from Heat. breathe for the moment where she goes baby i find kelly clarkson's voice so pleasing to listen to in any context and i think that on this album her voice sounds as good as it has ever sounded they did a great job on this record of removing the heavy electronic processing that they put on her previous album piece by piece so i feel like i'm once again listening to kelly clarkson human and this album is one that i know she wanted to make because it would allow her to dig into her soul influences more i think this song is so great i think her vocal is so great and it just the power the wall of sound that's coming at me out of her just really gives me a visceral thrill and uh as sarah may mention in a second there is a song further down on my countdown at number 12 called alone by jesse ware that treads similar thematic ground but with a very different sound but uh for me man this one is my j double jam what i don't even know but that's what i mean (laughs) i this is a no thanks for me i love kelly clarkson (laughs) i want her to succeed i think her journey as an artist has been um difficult and fraught and she's made some mistakes but also has tried to be true to herself in a way that the music industry is not trying to hear a lot of the time, um, I would happily have the lyrics of uh, Breakaway Tattooed on my face. Um, <laughs> but this just seemed a little bit th- like there's not much nuance here. It seemed like there wasn't any contrast between sort of like low and thoughtful and um, like hard belty singing uh it Mm. felt self-conscious i just like i don't i'm not going to leave the room to escape the sound of the song but i just it did not it didn't get me just didn't get me i wanted it to get me and it did not you have the same response almost letter for letter that andrew my husband had to this song so i i hear you but uh for me it's just giving me my life okay uh what about your number seven for the year of 1967. Uh, Here We Go Again by Ray Charles. Um, 
I highly recommend the entire Modern Sounds in Country and Western Music album if you've never sat with it. Uh, let's hear a clip and then we can discuss. Here we go again. She'll break my heart again. I'll play the part again. I mean, I probably don't have to say anything else. Uh, Welcome to Keyboard Church. My brothers and sisters, <laughs> the Reverend Ray Charles presiding, um, organ and piano. Uh, Mr. Charles won a posthumous Grammy with a mid-aughts version of the song, but this one is like miles better, in my opinion. Um, oh, God, yes. Just, I mean, he's so much younger, so the the vocal is better and clearer. Um the the Raylettes could be a little more um, focused <laughs> in their background stylings, but it's, I mean, the whole album is really great. And this is pretty much like every song is like this, is like, I mean, this like country storytelling with this R&B flavor and the organ, you can't, you can't beat it. So um Ray, I'm I'm sorry for your troubles, but thank you for bringing us this story. And as Mark has said numerous times in this process, if we had to re-rank all of these, this would probably come higher. But yeah, I I just wanted y'all to hear that, and then go go get you some because y'all deserve it. I feel like you listen to this song and you hear that every song after it has been chasing it in one way or another. So <laughs> yeah, thing. yep. So many people want to be able to do that. That blend of styles, that effortless mastery of the piano, the the vocal that is warm and controlled, but also feels a little bit on the edge of crazy because of the feeling in it. It's just great. Let's take a break from your mastess already in process for a birthday reading. Yes, that's the moment when I predict a listener's destiny based on the song that was number one the day that they were born. Today's reading goes out to Sharon, who was born on Christmas Day, 1970. And Sharon, as someone who was born on December 9th, I know how difficult it is to get people to give you birthday presents and Christmas presents in the same month. I can only imagine how hard it is for you to celebrate your birthday on actual Christmas Day. So this is a birthday reading for you, not a Christmas reading. Let's look at it like that. Anyway, your number one song is... None other than My Sweet Lord by George Harrison. But before we find out how that song being number one on the day you were born impacted the destiny of your success, let's listen to a snippet.
Sharon, there are just so many things to discuss with this song, as you may already know. First of all, it is the first song that went to number one for a solo Beatle. Yes, George beat John, Ringo, and Paul to number one, although they all did eventually make it there. For another thing, this is a song that established George Harrison's slide guitar technique, something that he would become very well known for in the 70s and in the 80s, if you remember I've Got My Mind Set on You. For a third thing, this is a song that was very openly about George Harrison's attempts to have important religious moments in his music. You'll hear that in the song, he mentions Hare Krishna. He mentions uh, God or the Lord in a way that anyone can relate to. He's mixing religious specificity with religious generalism in an attempt to make people have a serious conversation about faith, which is something that the Beatles at large were very much known for doing at the time that this song was released and at the time that they were reaching the end of their career and they were all sitting with Ravi Shankar or whatever. And of course, this song a few years later was the subject of a very famous lawsuit because it was deemed that George Harrison had unconsciously plagiarized the melody of the chorus from or I'm sorry, the melody of the phrase My Sweet Lord from the song He's So Fine by the Chiffons. So this is a song that's just got so much history and weight to it. But what does it mean for your success? Well, here are some of the things that I think. For one thing, obviously, if you find yourself, and this could be personal or professional, if you find yourself in a situation where you've been part of a group for a long time, or you've done things the way the group around you has done them for a long time, do not hesitate to move on, break out, carry forth on your own because clearly that's going to work well for you. And if you're a trailblazer in leaving the group, if you're one of the first in the group to go out on your own, you're going to find that your bravery is met with success because you will probably almost certainly discover something about yourself that you will become known for or you will discover as as, as an individual talent like George Harrison's slide guitar technique. And I would say, too, don't be afraid of doing something that you take seriously. Don't be afraid to be sincere as you make this step forward. It can be very daunting, I think, to be sincere in our day and age. But, you know, George Harrison was quite sincere about his attempt to have a meaningful religious conversation, and it worked out well for him. And with regard to the plagiarism case, I would just say this. Don't be intimidated if some of the things that you're doing ultimately prove to have been inspired by someone else in your life. Again, this is the destiny of your success. This song was number one. I'm not saying you're going to go plagiarize someone or anything like that or get sued or whatever, but I am saying that there is something in this song and its history that points to the fact that we're all in this together and we're inspiring people, we're doing things that lead to other things that lead other people to remember to do their thing. And so even as you're branching out on your own and being super individual and discovering your own talents, don't forget that there is some rooting in what has come before you no matter what. So, Sharon, I hope that you have enjoyed your reading. And listeners, if you would like to have a birthday reading of your own, then feel free to email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com, and I will tell you how to get on this fine program. But now, back to the regular mastas already in progress. Uh, Speaking of great, now we get to my number seven song, and Sarah, I have to take you back to 2005 first, when I foolishly thought that when I heard Ponda replay that Rihanna was a one-hit wonder and half-a-trick pony. And in the 12 years since, she has released bomb hit after bomb hit. And then this year, she scorched my face 
when she demonstrated that she could <laughs> rap like a mother boker. Uh, this is a song that she released with Nerd, which is the production and performing duo that features Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo. And this song is called Lemon. This is the a very lengthy clip, but I could not not let you guys hear any I, you had to hear all of rihanna's verse is basically what i'm saying so here we go Yes, it does. <laughs> Holy shit. I cannot contain myself. She's so amazing in this verse. Like, it is quite possibly 70 perfect seconds of music. I, I And, like, Pharrell's portion of the song, also good. The beat, also good. But holy shit, Rihanna gives me everything. This beat tastes like lunch. Yes, it does. And it's lunch that I need a second helping up. Ah! Okay, Sarah, that's me on Lemon. Um, <laughs> I love her on this track, but it it doesn't feel finished to me. Like, I kept waiting for, like, a way tastier bass to kick in or some mm. sample that would be able to go toe-to-toe with her, which this can't. Like, you're sort of like, oh, this is this is cute the song i guess like the just the um rhythm track is like it actually reminded me a little bit of da 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 ba-na, 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 from the Volkswagen ads do you know what i'm talking about oh sure yeah the dirty vegas song from all those uh, years yeah, ago or yes. trio or whoever originally it was um but um Volkswagen should really put out a compilation album of all their songs from their ads because like master cylinder that was a great that was a great break and whatever happened to those guys Mm -hmm. anyhow it could be called volks banging yeah i'm just saying write us give us a tweet volkswagen we'll hook you up with all of the best vw we are we are um we're willing to make this uh help make this happen um yeah like and then she comes in and it's like well now the shit is serious like the boss has showed up where is the heavy beat? Where is the bitch better have my money st- stepping mm. to her? And it just doesn't quite, it doesn't quite work for me for that reason, because I think she's like way bigger than the rest of the song, which is great for her. Congrats. That's why she's the boss, but it's, it's just out of whack for me a little. I don't hate the song. Well, that's just, why the, you know? that's why the song is not in my top five, I think, because I don't think you're, entirely incorrect but oh my god just her vocal on that i i 
you heard i that what i can't even i've heard it like 50 times and it still gets me so that's why that i had to give that song it's love i just and i i love visiting her with you because i i feel like my understanding of her as this boss who really really had to climb over some broken glass to get to the sweet corner office i feel like i'm in a safe space with that and i don't know i just I, yes, you are. I like her, and I admire her, and I think I just wanted this song to be more than it more than it was. But her part of it is obviously many fires. This is reminding me that we really do need to just we've we've brought Rihanna up in lots of compilation episodes, but we really need to just do a Rihanna song one day. Like we need to just do in 2018. There just needs to be Rihanna needs to get her own episode. Yeah, the, it's time. Um, resolution approved. <laughs> uh, so that brings us now to our last two entries for this half of the countdown. Sarah, what is your number six? Um, mine is Georgie Girl by The Seekers, which I did not clip because you're going to get it stuck in your head, even if we don't sing a single bar, as we did at the top of the episode. Um, this is an absolutely merciless earwig that can be adapted to pets, household objects, um, neighbors of irritating vintage um always with satisfying results hey there dirty dish why can't you just clean yourself today i mean sorry <laughs> now, now you're all going to be doing it uh, i am as shocked as anyone that this is this high in my ranking but it is really tough for me to resist a song with whistling in it uh the harmonies are very compact the song just moves right along uh it, I mean, talk about a quintessentially 60s song. Like, you have a lot of songs in this um, top 100 and also in my top 20 that are much more, it, it's much more of a concentration of the, like, um, later, like, hippie, anti-war, country seeming to come apart, culture clash aspect of the 60s. But 1967 is when you're really sitting on that. Um, hinge between the sort of early and mid 60s and the more 50s-ness of the earlier part of the decade and everything just sliding into the dumpster fire that was the Watergate time um, and this is like a picture of that hinge in song form in my opinion and also it's fun to sing along Ooh. to when you don't feel like doing the dishes Totally. And I will say that the way that I first became aware of this song is an episode of The Simpsons where Homer is going to get to ride on a blimp, uh -huh. but then he has to give up his... I can't remember why he can't go anymore, but then he's so sad to not be able to ride on a blimp that he's sitting at his kitchen table going, Hey there, blimpy boy, flying through the air so fancy free. And then he just breaks down crying. Oh. And I thought that was hilarious and then my mom was like well you know that's based on a song and i was like what song and then i heard georgie girl and it is so good i was so happy to hear this song again after you chose it sarah because i haven't listened to it in a long long time and i think it's so pretty and the woman in the seekers whose name totally escapes me but her voice is really pretty and i i love this song and i'm glad that you chose uh, yeah, it. yeah i think if i hadn't listened to it the whole way through like once I did my initial like cull of the songs, I made sure to try to listen to them all the way through, which like it's the late sixties. They're all around two and a half or three minutes. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a hardship. 
but that one is definitely one that benefits from not immediately being like oh yeah i know that song like you do but then there are parts of it that you've forgotten that really like it's a bigger payoff with that song than you might remember so that closes out my uh 10 through 6 mark take us home so my last entry in this half of the countdown at number six is Two Ghosts, a song by former One Directioner Harry Styles from his debut solo album, uh, self-titled, that came out this year. And I think the general critical consensus around this album was, oh, shit, this is good. I don't think anybody <laughs> was anticipating that he would be so ambitious in trying to make a glam rock album, but he was. And Two Ghosts is uh, a fairly straight ahead ballad from the album, but I just think it is spectacular. And here's a clip. Fridge light washes this room wide. Moon dances over your good side. This was all we used to need. Tongue tied like Never know Telling those stories we already told Cause we don't say what we really mean We're not who we used to be We're not who we used to be We're just two ghosts standing in the place of you and me We're not who we used to be We're not who so i love a lot of things about this song i love the lyrical idea of we're two ghosts standing where we both used to be i love in that verse that i clipped the notion of the fridge light actually being all the light you have in the room while you dance around with each other I also like the Tom Petty-ishness of the guitar that sort of weeps its way through the song. And I just find this song to be incredibly satisfying. I completely agree. I loved listening to this. Um, My first note was like, don't we already have a David Gray? And then I was like, you know what? There's room for two. Like, I'll I'll make room in my heart (laughs) um, for two ghosts in Babylon. what you said about it lyrically <laughs> yes, is right on. Well like it's just such a it's a very simple uh it's a very simple image that manages to convey so much in it and then that parallel with the fridge light and how it washes things white like ghosts. Um this the chorus is beautiful and it's a great song for a snowy morning, which as we record this, it is in uh, New York City. So yeah, great, great choice. And I'm glad for him and was sort of shocked that this was him but it's a nice nice yeah. piece of work guy who was born when i was a senior in college <laughs> <laughs> yeah th- this is a young man's game um okay well that wraps up our 10 through 6 portion of the top 10 of 2017 and 1967. Uh, Mark, remind our listeners who wrote the theme song. Oh, yes. Today's theme song was written by Laura Barger and Jack Baldelli and also performed by them. And uh, Patreon subscribers, we appreciate your contributions and apologize um, 
for singing and for getting these songs stuck in your head. And we will see you in one week with the exciting conclusion of our top 10 list of two years. This is Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, hosted by Mark Blankenship and Sarah D. Bunting, that's me, and edited by Sarah D. Bunting, that's also me. Do you need to talk to Mark and Sarah about song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Here's how. Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com, tweet at us at talksongs, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. And you can become a supporter and producer of this podcast at our Patreon page. That's at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.